Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. How many people want to live a fruitful life? I don't want to waste my life on this earth. I want to be fruitful for God. Amen. And the Bible gives us a lot of principle of how to be fruitful. Why don't I read again Second Peter chapter one? I will start from verse five to verse eight. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Everyone say faith. faith. Do you have faith? You need to add something to your faith. Virtue. To virtue, add knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things, if these seven things that you add to your faith are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful. So if you have all these seven things adding to your faith, you will be fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today we want to talk about one of the seven things, godliness. What does godliness mean? I want to review a little bit. Godliness means being like God. People can be godly or ungodly. And ungodly means to be without God, to be void of God, to be opposite to God. And this is a big problem in the body of Christ, that Satan has lied to the church for many, many years, that God is way up there in heaven, pure, perfect, holy, awesome, powerful, wonderful, everything is good about God. But we, as Christians, are down here on earth, weak, failing, ignorant, lowly, sinning, cannot do anything. We are just weak people on earth here. And this lie tells us that we will never become like God and we will never be fruitful. And that is the lie from hell. Actually, God say in the Bible that we were created in the image of God and we were created in the likeness of God. And God say in the Bible that we can be like Him. We can be godly. We can be like Him. And after we receive Jesus into our life, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us and we have the divine nature in us. And the devil doesn't want us to know what we are, who we are, and what we have on the inside of us. He will lie to us, deceive us, belittle us, and do everything that we would think that we are just a failing, weak Christian on earth here. We will never mount up to anything. We will cannot do anything. I want to encourage you today that we are not just a failing, weak sinner. We are the saints of God. We are the righteous of God. God gave us righteousness on the cross. On that day, He took our sin and He gave us righteousness. We have the forgiveness of God. We have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We have the grace of God on the inside of us. The divine nature is in us. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We are the victor not the victim in this world. We can take over the promised land. We will be fruitful in Christ Jesus. Amen. That is what we are. And not only that, the Bible says we are the children of God. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 say, Behold, what man of love the Father has best told on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, 
because it did not know him. Verse two say, "Beloved, now everyone say now. Now we are children of God. We are not the children of God next week. We are children of God now, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, when Jesus comes back, we shall be like Him. On that day, we shall be like Jesus, hundred percent, new glorious body, new spirit. For we shall see Him as He is. Now we already are the children of God, and we can be like Him from glory to glory to glory. Each year goes by. We will become more like Him, more and more. We will be less and less sinner, but we will be come more and more like God. Amen. Verse three say, and everyone who has this hope, you understand the two word faith and hope. Faith is now. Now we believe we are the children of God, but hope is about the future. What is the hope? The hope that we one day gonna meet Jesus face to face. When Jesus come back the second time, and on that day we will completely be like Him. Now we are in the process of being like Him, and we're gonna meet Him. And on that day, I believe that you all gonna receive the crown of glory on your head. Amen. You're gonna have a lot of rewards in heaven because you are fruitful on earth. Here, you're gonna look like gold and silver and precious stone, not hay, not wood and straw. You're gonna be glorious like a glorious star in heaven. Because you are fruitful on earth here, and because of that hope that we're gonna meet Jesus face to face and live with Him for eternity. Now the Bible say, "In Him purifies Himself just as He is pure." Because we believe we are the children of the Holy God, and we're gonna meet Him one day and be with Him for eternity. That help us to make a decision to live a holy life. That help us to make a decision not to yield to the flesh. To wrong thing, defy thing, unclean thing, but we're gonna yield to the Holy Spirit. Everyone say holy. The Spirit of God is holy. We're gonna yield to the divine nature, the life, the power of God, so that we can be like Him, godly life. Amen. First John chapter three verses four to nine. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness, and you know that He was manifested to take away our sins, and in Him there is no sin. Whoever abides in Him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen Him nor known Him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God, Jesus, was manifested that He might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God, how many people born of God? Are you a Christian? Are you born of God? I'm born of God. Does not sin, for His seed, His divine nature. He's talking about the vine and the branch, and the branch produce fruit. We have the seed. We have the divine nature remains in Him. I mean, in us. He cannot sin because he has been born of God. This scripture doesn't mean that we never sin in our life. I still sin sometimes every day because I'm not perfect like Jesus yet. But I'm growing. I'm changing from glory to glory. But this scripture means that we are not living a lifestyle of sin. We are not living like the devil. Everyone say lifestyle of sin. If we are born of God. We are not living a lifestyle of sin every single day. Amen. But we're gonna become more and more godly. 
No one in this room, including me, can claim that we have attained or arrived to the total Christ-like perfection yet. We are not Christ, but we become more and more like Christ. And what we need to do when we fail, when we sin, when we make mistakes, the Bible says clearly by Paul, when we fail, when we sin, this is what happened in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. Not that I have already attained, even the Apostle Paul, while he was living on earth here, now he is in heaven. He said, I have not already attained or am already perfected, but I press on and I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. He wants to become like Jesus. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said that he make mistake, he sin. You make mistake, and I sin, I make mistake. But that is the past, yesterday, last minute. Forget about it. Let us press toward the future to become more like Christ. And as we forget the past and press toward the goal, what is the goal? If you reach the goal, you're going to have the price in heaven. You will have great reward in heaven. The Apostle Paul called that goal upward call. Upward call. What is the main calling of every believer, every disciple of Jesus Christ? Let me read to you. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. What is the upward call? The upward call for all of us, I'm called to be a preacher, a pastor. Some of you may be called to be a worship leader. Some of you may be called to minister to Chinese people. Yes, we all have different callings in life. I'm called to reach out to Thai people and to Japanese and to Chinese and to different nationalities. We all have different callings, but we all have one common upward call. That calling is to become like Christ, to be godly, to be like God. Every Christian can be like God, can be godly. And the more godly you are, the more fruitful you are. You know why? Because the most fruitful person in the world is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And he was fruitful and godly, not as God. But he was fruitful and godly in the human form like you and me, anointed by the Holy Spirit. He was godly and fruitful in the human body, not as God. Remember the Bible says he did not come into the world as God. He came into the world as a human being. And he showed us how to live as a human on earth to be fruitful and to be godly by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 to 32 say, Let all bitterness, wrath, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. But be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. This is just one of the scriptures to show example of being godly. Being ungodly involves bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, and malice thinking bad about people, plan to do bad to people. But being godly is tender-hearted, forgiving, loving, being kind to one another. Let me ask you this question. Can we be like that? Can we do what the Bible says? God calls us to be godly. One thing about God is that God never lies. And God never says something that it cannot happen because He's so truthful. He's so honest. If God says you can be like me and you can be godly, you can be like God, it means you can. Because God never lies. 
If God say you can be like Jesus Christ, you can be. Amen. You need to have faith. You need to believe what He say, and you become the children of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. John chapter one verse twelve. But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in His name, when we believe in Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit work on the inside of us to become the children of God. And we have the divine nature working inside us. We may have the same face. We may have the same amount of hair, or some of you may have less hair this year and next year. Your hair color may be changed. Your mind need to be renewed by the Word of God. But your spirit is renewed. You become a new creation. The Spirit of God live inside your spirit to give you divine nature, and you become a new person because the Spirit of God live inside your spirit. The Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter five verse seven. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. All things have passed away, and all things have become new. So when we become Christian, the Holy Spirit live on the inside of us. We can start to talk like God, think like God, do things like Him, speak God-like words, have the mind of Christ, have the same attitudes as God. This truth really bother religious people. Really bothered Satan. The devil doesn't want us to know that we can become like God and we can walk like Jesus on earth. We can talk like Jesus, be fruitful like Jesus. We can perform signs and wonders like Jesus. We can speak the word with authority like Jesus. He doesn't want us to know that. He wants us to think that we are failing and poor and weak people on earth here. And some people may come to you. Who do you think you are? You claim that you are like God. You can answer, yes, that's what the Bible say. I can become like God not because of what I have done. I can become like God because of what Jesus has done for me. Because He gave me the power of the Holy Spirit. He gave me a new nature, the new divine nature on the inside of me. You can talk to people that yes, I am a children of God. I'm a child of God, and I can become like my Father in heaven. Amen. How many people notice that children look like their father, talk like their father, walk like their father? We need to walk like our Father. Amen. We are His children, and in order to do that, we need to understand the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Galatians chapter five, verses sixteen to twenty-one. The Bible say, "I say then, walk in the Spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another." So that you do not do the things that you wish, your flesh tell you to do something, and the spirit tell you to do another thing, and you don't do the things that you wish. It means you follow the Holy Spirit. That's why you don't do the things that the flesh wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. In other words, we are not legalistic people. We are not controlled by law, but we are controlled by the Spirit. And if the Spirit control us, we're gonna follow the law anyway. But not because we have to follow the law, but we have the second nature, and we follow the law naturally. We don't have to force ourselves to go to church, to read the Bible, to pray, to love people. It's just natural on the inside of us to love people and to do the right thing. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions. Dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, reveries, 
and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. The Bible talks about the fruit of the flesh that we just read a while ago, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The key to becoming like God is to yield to the Holy Spirit and to be filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. To walk in the Spirit or to live a Spirit, capital S though, a Spirit-led life. Let the Holy Spirit lead you, control you, dominate you, dominate your thoughts, your will, your motive. Learn how to walk with the Spirit. That's why our church have the revival service that you can learn in the laboratory here in this room. How to yield to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit touch you, are you going to fight with Him or you're going to yield to Him? We have we lay hand on people, let the Holy Spirit touch people so that you can learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. If you don't yield in this room, I can guarantee you're not going to yield out there. If you learn how to yield in the church, it's more likely you're going to yield out there because you practice yielding to the Holy Spirit in the body, in the church. Amen? We don't want to practice all those things, the work of the flesh. We want to have the fruit of the Holy Spirit. What are the fruit of the Holy Spirit? The fruit of the Holy Spirit is verses 22 to 23. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The Bible says the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. God is love. When you have God inside you, God's love is inside. You will love people. Have you experienced the love of God? I experience the love of God every single day. I know God loves me. I know God loves you very much. And that's why I want the love of God to flow out of me. God is love. And this love will never come to an end. It's so wonderful to live in the agape love. And we can walk in the agape love. But the flesh will tell you to practice hatred, to be revengeful, to be bitter and resentful. God doesn't want us to be like that. He doesn't want us to hate people, to resent, to be bitter against people. God wants us to be godly, to be loving, love people. Amen? How many people want to have more love in your life? I want to have more love in my life. Amen? God is holy. He is clean and pure. And He wants us to live a clean and pure life. He doesn't want us to have uncleanness, defilement, filthiness, perversion, and wickedness in our life. He wants us to have the fruit of the Holy Spirit to become more like Him. And His purity can work in our life as we yield to the Holy Spirit. Everyone says, His purity, His holiness is in me. I just need to yield. Amen? No. Why so quiet? I need to yield. Oh, I see. Wow. can be louder. Everyone say again, I need to yield, need to, yield. To, the Holy Spirit. to the Holy Spirit. Amen. First John chapter 2, verse 6 says, He who say he abides in him, mean in Christ, ought himself also to walk just as he walked. We must believe that we are children of God. Number two, we must believe that we can walk just as he walked. We must believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is great in our life to work and to walk the same way he walked. Don't believe in the lie of the devil that you are a poor sinner. You are not a sinner anymore. If you are a born-again Christian, I don't call you sinners. Sinners are those who don't believe in Jesus. You are not a sinner. You are the saints of God. You are the righteousness of God by the righteousness of Christ over you. 
The Father in heaven does not look at you as a sinner anymore. The Father in heaven looked at the righteousness of God upon your life, and you are the saint, the righteous people of God. Amen. Everyone say, "I'm not a sinner. I'm not a weak human being. I'm strong by the power of the Holy Spirit. The divine nature is in me." Amen. You need to believe that. Then you can be like that. Amen. I remember when I first came to America, I was speaking broken English. I did not understand American culture. Six months after I came, I was sent to veteran hospital to be the chief resident, and it was quite scary because I looked like Vietnamese. And all these veterans come from Vietnamese war. So when I walk in, speak with accent, they look at me and they don't like me. These veterans, because they think that I come from Vietnam, and they start to laugh at me and ridicule me, being a chief resident and neurosurgeon there. My English language at that time may be about 10% of today. I was speaking very poor English, and I have to stir up myself and say, "I am a neurosurgeon. I am a chief resident. I'm not Vietnamese. <laughs> I'm Thai." <laughs> And every time I walk to all these veterans, they are maybe 60 years old, 50 years old. I have to walk in and stand up with my chest up. Hi, how are you? <laughs> If I think that I'm just a poor immigrant from Asia, I'm not speaking English very well. I'm just nothing. I'm gonna walk into that place. Hi, Mr. So and So, and they're gonna even laugh at me more. I need to know who I am. I need to believe that I am a neurosurgeon. I can cut on your brain. I can take the tumor out of you. I can fix your back. I can fix your brain. I need to walk in like that. The same thing in the spiritual life. We need to believe I'm a child of God. I'm righteous. I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm not weak. I'm strong by the power of God. Everyone, put your chest up a little bit more. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Don't let the devil deceive you anymore. Amen. God is truthful. God is honest. If we want to be like God, we need to be truthful. We need to be honest. You know, sometimes when you are truthful, you speak the truth. You may lose your job. You may lose your important relationship. You may lose money. But you need to be truthful. If you want to be like God, if you want to be fruitful, you need to be truthful, people. If you lie, keep lying, deceiving. Eventually, people will not trust you anymore. I remember one time my wife took the ch the chain from the shopping mall, and when she counted at home, she find out that they gave her the chain just the money too much. The counter lady gonna lose money that day. My wife drove back to the shopping mall, returned the money to her, and said, "You gave me too much." That is honesty, truthful. She may have to spend the gas money to go back, but she's truthful. And God loved that. Our God never lies. You will never see Jesus lie. Everything He says, you can count on it. He will never say anything that is wrong and lie. He never deceive you. Jesus will never steal anyone's wife. Jesus will never commit adultery. Will never flirt with woman. She is very holy and pure and truthful, and He's full of love. Not only that, the Bible say, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is joy. There is no depression in the kingdom of God. 
When you go to heaven, you will not see depressed people. No trazodone, amitriptyline, and no tiptyline in heaven. No medication in heaven. Amen. No depression. Jesus has never been depressed. He never have a bad day. You cannot go to Jesus and say, "Oh Lord, what happened to you today? What's wrong with you?" And you never heard Jesus say like this, "I'm down today. The Pharisees bother me too much. Please leave me alone. I need a break today." You will never see Jesus say that thing, or heard Jesus say that I'm depressed. And you say, "Oh, that is Jesus. It's not me. I'm human. Jesus is not depressed as a man, not as a, a God. He is a man that never been depressed." That's why Jesus say in John chapter 14 verse 12, "Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than this he will do, because I go to my Father." If Jesus spoke this sentence as God, is unfair, because definitely. You are human, and he is God, and you cannot do what he did. But he spoke this sentence as a human being, and he said that you can do the same thing. If God is joyful, you can be joyful. Do you know that God is funny? Do you know that God like to make humor? He like to see you laugh. Amen. Before I became a Christian, and I saw the picture of Jesus. And the painting of Jesus looked like a sad and angry man. And I watched movie about Jesus. I saw Jesus look like a very religious person, walk around very sad and get mad at people. It looked like God is sitting on a throne, get ready to blow up the whole world because a lot of sinner out here. I'm so mad right now. I'm so depressed right now. No, God laughed on the throne when he see problem on earth. He say, ha ha ha. It's a piece of cake. He just speak. It's done. God never get depressed on the throne, and God is never weak, because the joy of the Lord gives you strength. People who are depressed, the depression will eat their strength up, and they look very weak and very down. I had only four hours sleep last night, but I'm not weak because I have the joy of the Lord, and the joy of the Lord gives me strength. Amen. I don't complain. I don't have bad attitude. I'm not mad. I just rejoice. Thank God, I have a job. That even though I have to go to sleep at 2 a.m., but I have a job. I'm employed. Amen. God wants us to have joy. Ha ha ha. Ho ho ho. The church should be the place of joy. God wants us to forget the past disappointment, the past hurt, the past mistake, the past setback, the past pain. Forget about it. Move on and have the joy of God, and also look at the new things that God gonna do in your life. And if you do that, what happened? All the problem resolve anyway because you walk by faith. The joy of God is in you, and you look for the future. You don't look back anymore. Everyone say, forget the past. God is the God of peace. Not only joy, but peace. God does not pressure people, cause people to be upset. He is very long-suffering. He put up with people. He say something 2,000 years ago. He still do it today. He's very patient and long-suffering. God, if we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, we will be long-suffering, patient, peaceful. We are not going around causing chaos and fighting everywhere. 
we will be gentle like him. We will not be harsh. We will not be demanding. We will not be pushy. But we will be joyful, gentle, loving, kind, and understanding people. We will be good. We will not be evil because the fruit of the Holy Spirit is goodness. Amen. And if you can do that, you will be fruitful. And not only that, we will have faith. Faith is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Our life has a lot of warfare, battles, and the Bible says that we fight the good fight of faith. Actually, you don't have to fight the devil. Do you know that? Some people say, "I'm going to go out to fight the devil right now." You don't have to fight the devil because the devil has been defeated on the cross already. Done deal. He's defeated. But what you need to do is to walk out by faith and look at the devil and say, "You defeated. Done deal." I don't need to. Psychic fighting, try to buy the devil. I don't need to buy the devil. I just go out. I have faith. You're defeated. Get out of here. Done. Buy. It's a good fight of faith. If we have faith, we will have victory all the time. Everything has been done for us on the cross two thousand years ago. Healing, deliverance, prosperity, provision, joy. Everything God bought for us. But what we need to do? Have faith and receive it. Done deal. We don't need to fight anymore with other stuff. We just fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Not only that, we can be meek and humble, and we can be fruitful. If you want to be fruitful, you need to be like God. You need to be self-control like God. The Bible says self-control. You can control your eyes not to look at the pornography. You can control your hand not to cheat. You can control your mouth what you say. I tell you the truth: it's a lie to say these sentences. I cannot control myself. I had to beat up my wife. This is a lie. Have you ever heard that? Oh, I cannot control myself. I have to slap on her face. But why, when you go to work and you get mad at your boss, you don't slap on him because you know that you're going to lose your job and you're going to be put in jail. So everyone can control. Especially Christian, we have the Holy Spirit. We can even control our hands, our mouth, our eyes better than non-believers. Self-control make you fruitful. Let me read a few scripture to conclude. Psalm chapter one, verse one. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. The Bible says that the world has two group of people: the godly and the ungodly. The ungodly, the people who don't have God, set the standard that all the fruit of the flesh are the standard for their life. They cheat, they lie, they commit adultery, they watch pornography, they take advantage of one another, and they say that that is the standard of the ungodly. For us, when we go to society, we look weird, we look strange, because our standard is godliness, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible warns us that don't let the ungodly, don't let the world, the lost world, stir you or pull you or pull you into their standard, into their ungodliness. If you can do that, what happened? Verse two. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. In order to stand firm in this lost, sinful world, we need to know the law of God. We need to know the word of God. We need to think about the word of God day and night. Wake up in the morning, afternoon, lunchtime, evening. Before you go to bed, you think about the law of God. I really thank God for MP3 technology, iPod, iPad, computer, all this stuff. You can feed yourself all day long. I never sit in my car without listening to any sermon. In my car, driving from Bellevue to Kirkland, I listen to 50-minute sermon, and then come back another 50 minutes. In two days, I listen to one sermon, and I listen to certain sermon many times because the more I hear, the more faith I have. 
faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. I soak myself in the word of God all the time. I meditate on the law of God. I want to know His values. I want to know His ways. His plan, His purpose, His heart, His desire, His truth, and I want to put it into practice so that I can be fruitful. I want His ideas, not my idea. Amen. The Word of God must be strong in us so that we can walk like Him, talk like Him, act like Him, and look at the outcome of not yielding to the ungodliness. What is the outcome of meditating on the Word of God? Look at Psalm chapter one, verse three. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Who is that fruitfulness? Is that productivity? God said that let us become a tree that's planted in the church that has huge, unchanging supply of water. The Bible is talk about two kinds of water. The water of the Word of God in Ephesians chapter five. The church need to be filled with the Word of God. The second thing you look at the scripture: rivers, not river, one river, many rivers. You plant yourself in the Holy Spirit. The church need to allow the rivers of the Holy Spirit to flow. The rivers of God, the Holy Spirit, to flow in the church, so that people will be spiritual, not carnal, not fleshly. Amen. Everyone said the word. Everyone said the rivers, the Holy Spirit. Why many rivers? Because the Holy Spirit has different anointings, different kinds of anointings. The Holy Spirit manifests in the different ways, many ways. That's why many kinds of rivers. And if we can plant ourselves in that area, rivers, the church that has a lot of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, what happened? We will produce fruit in its season. Even though there is a drought out there, but we're still fruitful. Even though the economy has gone down, we still make money. We still prosper. Even though other people get sick and go to the hospital, we're still healthy. We still have a live a long life. We can serve God to old age. We die old, 120 years old at least. Amen. How many people want to live 120 years old at least? <laughs> Pastor Da kind of scared now. <laughs> I'm gonna live 120 years old with her. We always have conversation. Who's going to live longer? I always say she lives longer than me. We're going to live together a long life, fruitful. Amen. If we have godliness, if we walk like God, if we allow the character of God, the attributes of God, the things of God to flow in our life and become like Him, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, goodness, godliness, amen, peace. Flow in our life all the time. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Have the Word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. This is a simple message. Christianity is very simple. Not very complicated at all. I don't want to make the Christianity to be too complicated. Even people who have no education can do it. Amen? How many people want to be fruitful? Raise your hand up. Praise God. How many people say, I can be like God? Amen. How many people say, I will meditate on the Word? How many people I want to plant myself at the rivers? Yes. And you shall be fruitful. You may not graduate from big university that's very famous. You may graduate from a simple, low-key university in America. If you follow God, you'll be more successful than those who graduate from big university. And I have proven that already myself. You become godly and God will bless you. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us the Word of God today by your Holy Spirit. We thank you for reminding us to be godly, reminding us that we are victorious, we are forgiven, we are righteous, we are children of God that can rise up to do godly things, to become like Christ in this world, in this life, Lord. We don't need to wait until we see Jesus, but we can become godly now. And we can be fruitful. We want to be like that tree planted by the rivers of water. We will produce fruit in its season. Our leaf will never wither. And Lord, whatever we do shall prosper. We thank you so much, Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for filling your church with the rivers of God, the Spirit of the living God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Anyone in this room don't know Jesus, or maybe you know Jesus but you have walked away from Him, and you have not walked with Him for a while. I want you to come back home to walk with Jesus. If you want to do that, why don't you pray with me? Amen. How many people want to walk with Jesus and walk like Him? Raise your hand up. Wave your hand. God, I want to walk with Jesus. Let's pray with me. Let, keep your hand up. Father in heaven. I am your child by faith. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me, for giving me the righteousness, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. From today on, I will walk by the Spirit. I will be led by Your Holy Spirit. I will become more like Christ. I shall be fruitful. In Jesus' name, thank You, Lord, for loving me and changing me day by day, from glory to glory. I forget the past. And press toward the goal of the price of the upward calling. We thank you, Lord. We want to be like Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. When Jesus was walking on earth. He lay hand a lot. He pray for people. According to the Bible, laying on of hand is the fundamental teaching. I heard a few days ago somebody criticized our church that I don't see the laying on of hand in the Bible, and I was laughing because Jesus lay hand all the time, and the Bible say in Hebrew chapter six. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principle, everyone say elementary. Basic of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands. Laying on of hands is the fundamental, basic practice in the Bible. And if we don't lay hand in the church, we are stealing the blessing from people, because that's how God impart. The Holy Spirit, the blessing to people. 
when Aaron want to bless the Hebrew, the Bible says he raised his hand up and blessed them. When Moses want to see victory between the Amalekite and the Israel, Joshua went out to fight. Moses left his hand up to bless Ur, and Aaron have to lift his arm in order to bless and until the victory comes. Laying on of hand is of God. Jesus touched people, lay hand on people all the time. And when Apostle Paul and Peter went out to preach the gospel, the Bible say Paul performed unusual miracle by his hands. So when I read that scripture, I know Paul lays hand a lot. He performed miracle by the laying on of hands. It's in the Bible. We follow the Hebrew style. The Bible. Amen. The Bible talk about laying on of hand. So. We're gonna lay hand on people today to bless you, amen. How many people want to be blessed? How many people want to receive the Holy Spirit? Yield to the Holy Spirit. Let us pray, Father. As I lay hand, as Pastor Da lay hand together with me, you shall bless them. You shall impart the blessing from heaven on them. Lord, we believe in the doctrine of the laying on of hands. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a m a l l gathered in your name, I live to you.